This week's videos are sponsored by Manscaped and Shopify. More on them after the reaction, people. What is happening there, citizens of the Reject Nation? It's time for Monarch episode four today. John, how are you? Our can't wait, Mon. That works. Yeah, that works for me. Leave a like on this video, ladies and gentlemen. Also, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell to get notified when our reaction for episode five is up here on the channel. Big thank you to Prepper for helping us edit down these highlights. And as always, full-length reaction watch along where you sync up with your own copy of Monarch. Available for our Super Sexy Rejects over at our Patreon page. Over there, we cover several things exclusively with highlights and watch-alongs included. Thank you to all who have joined our Patreon page for the month of November. Hope to see you over here in December. Let's get in action. See you with this episode's all about focus on the sound of my voice and if you actually took it serious you would have been able to meditate uh, you, <laughs> that's my problem always each time just can't stop my internal monologue you know <sighs> you know with that laptop you could really um build yourself a proper website that's true you could you could also use it to probably get access to certain other websites to oh, yeah. help, you know, keep yourself a little bit clean. Yeah, that's true. It's a little bit harder transition when you got dual. Get some stuff duality to get of the proper two. tools to yeah keep yourself trim for any journey into whatever frozen time. You hear that static over the radio? Oh, Thank you to Shopify for sponsoring, which is what we use for our merch store and is our game-changing partner in e-commerce. So whether you're launching a passion project or scaling to new heights, Shopify is the e-commerce powerhouse guiding you at every step. From creating your first online store to opening physical locations, Shopify makes it seamless. It's perfect whether you're selling exclusive merch or unique collectibles, thanks to their all-encompassing platform for both online and in-store sales. Their checkout system unmatched. It's 30 36% more effective at converting visitors into buyers than other platforms. And let's not forget Shopify Magic, the AI tool that elevates your business with minimal effort. But seriously, reflecting on our journey using Shopify for www.rejectnationshop.com, it's been transformative. The transition, smooth, growth, exponential. Thank you again, Reject Nation. From simplifying sales to scaling our offerings, Shopify has been a cornerstone of our success. And Shopify isn't just for us. It powers 10% of US e-commerce, backing businesses big and small in over 175 countries. Their award-winning support always there to guide you. So ready to join the revolution? Sign up for Shopify at only a dollar a month at shopify.com slash rejects. All lowercase, shopify.com slash rejects. Start your Shopify success story now. Let's grow together with Shopify team. Merry balls, Miss Reject Nation. You know what the funny thing is? I already owned this product before agreeing to do this partnership. I could use my influence ring to get it for free or at a discount but hey now you can get it at a discount because this week we are of course sponsored by manscaped as a married man who's always on the move i value looking sharp while keeping things efficient that's where manscaped's performance package 5.0 ultra comes in featuring the lawnmower 5.0 and it is a game changer the package is honestly a perfect gift for yourself or for another man that you might know i'll give this to john if anyone asks, I pay for it out of my own pocket. But no, seriously, this is easily the best because it comes with not one, but two next-gen blade heads. See the difference? It's a good thing I have two now for demonstration purposes. So you got the standard trimmer for a perfect neat trim. But this one, the new foil blade for that super smooth finish. And oh yeah, it's all about safe grooming with their advanced skin safe technology. Plus, they're waterproof. So no more crumbs on the carpet. The package also includes the Weed Whacker 2.0 for ear and nose. And I definitely use this because look at me, I'm a hairy guy. And the 
must-have liquid formations. The Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion and the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Say goodbye to post-shave irritation and hello freshness. And the ultimate cherry on top, two free gifts. Manscaped's Premium Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 Toiletry Bag. Again, I already have one. The boxers, I'm wearing my pair right now. And the bag is perfect for all your grooming essentials, as you can see. So you ready to elevate your grooming game? Head to manscaped.com and use code REJECTS for a cool 20% off plus free shipping. Remember, it's REJECTS for 20% off at manscaped.com. Let's get those jingle balls holiday ready with Manscaped. Thank you guys for sponsoring this video. We appreciate the both of you. All right, John. What did you think about this? Hey, I enjoyed this episode. I enjoy like every that episode. We, I hate I don't. Cinema. I don't think in one point in the entire time we have filmed anything together, I've ever <laughs> been like, what did you think of this episode? That you've ever been like, I did not like I, that. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> one. I, I, I challenge I think it must... anyone here to, to find one time where John's been like, I don't like it this episode that's not to imply not, that i didn't like this episode <laughs> not in a well yeah it's harder in this environment because too it's very fun totally. getting to do this and being able to watch it and it's kind hard of, to be honest on the camera that's porn right I, it's well it's easier when it's just John like you everything. just walked out of a movie and you don't have to it's my shirt yeah my shirt john, is likes, john, john likes everything uh, i that'll be my specific real rejects official t-shirt at rejectnationshop.com and five people will buy it and uh, we'll know all of us will know uh yes uh uh okay so instead of saying i enjoyed this episode i will say that this i episode, loved it <laughs> i hated it is it's you know it's continuing uh about the same like level of quality i've come to expect thus far for ouch know, for better, mostly, Ouch. and for you know, could be a little better in other places. But I know, but the way was... I read it, uh, <laughs> ouch. Yes, yeah, everything I is literal, it. <laughs> and it's all immediate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I hated everything, uh, but I loved only Whoa. the most. Trying to get uh, clicks, are you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Woke monarch just ruining the legacy of monsters. But no, uh, I like that this episode was. Uh, doing more of a character thing. I think that it was nice to have an episode that decisively chose one character and went, well, two characters really, and went, we're going to peer in on them to kind of complement and flesh out some of this stuff while we do the things in the present. Like the things happening in the present are like very, very, very straightforward at the moment, even though you do have the cool like, ooh, space and time weird, you know, like, oh, when you get too close to kaiju, things get strange. Like, they're still good at kind of stretching out this mystery part. But uh, but it was nice to have something with a little bit of tonal contrast and contemplation to, you know, balance out the rest of the stuff that's just like, we got to evade the monster, and hey, we got to go find these guys. You got to give John credit, man. When Even though he likes everything, he knows how to explain why he likes it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll never just be like was good goodbye <laughs> there are people who will i know and i should learn to become one of them i know so that nobody ever knows what i think just uh you know the basics i'll just give everything a number and not say anything else <laughs> <laughs> yeah john are you done? Are you done? <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought you had more. Uh, I mean, no. I, I, that's my nutshell review of the episode <laughs> without, like, taking everything that there is to I like this knife that you've got here. Give me something to talk about, John. Uh, hey, Give me a G, topic. Uh, what did you think of Kentaro? 
of Kentaro this episode is clearly the guy that you have been, uh, you know, yeah, sort been of championing for him. You, <laughs> you love Kentaro. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been sitting here going like, man, you know, I'm just waiting for that performance to really kick in. And, uh, and you've been here in his corner being like, he's my favorite actor in 2023. So what did you think? Did you rise to the occasion? Uh, I liked him more than I did in the previous episodes. I enjoyed his flashback scenes. I thought him and Kiersey Clemens had, I, th- I think when it comes to chemistry with actors, people usually chalk it up to, they have great chemistry to, they have no, no chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. And I don't think it's either of those. I think intermediate. It's, I think they have middling chemistry. <laughs> is what they have. It is there. It just could use more flavors. It's yeah. like you always it's, feel like I, these actors want to do the work, and they're giving them some of that. I think um, it is the baseline generic flirting chemistry. Yes. And then the baseline bickering, we're argumentative chemistry and we I both have these hang-ups that are you know yes. grave to us but maybe more easy to resolve than we imagine. i still don't think the writing on them is pert- i think where the show lacks in qualitative dialogue <laughs> they make up for a lot in aesthetic choices that evoke more emotion oftentimes that are stronger than the characters better direction than writing a thousand percent. I think everything is better than the writing. I know people I, love the hell out of this show, and I like it. It's I, got a six hundred percent on Run to Me. No, I, I like it quite a bit, and um, I think the political stuff is better written than just character scenes. Often, yes, depending on the characters, uh, and so yeah, I, I mean, like the Kentaro and the what's her name? What's Kiersey Clemens' character name? May. Yes. May. I think it's May. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's you May. You are correct. Because like two minutes into wandering into the snow, he already, it was like that Homer Simpson episode <laughs> when he was on his own. <laughs> and he's like, he's got like a beard and he's in Marge's car. And she's like, it's been a day, Homer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And it's, it's like, like, you just yeah. wandered off like 15 minutes ago. I know this show deals with like a span of time, but man, I did not feel like they really earned getting to... Like wandering, lost in the snow. This had uh, and and now hallucinating thing. Like, and I think they were trying to imply that there's the, the there's an acceleration on the hallucination because of kaiju mumbo jumbo hollow earth things crossing <laughs> altitude. Uh, you know, like there's there's a variety of things. I'm sure. Uh, but I, I thought we got there like really quick all of a sudden. <laughs> they do a decent job of drawing mumbo jumbo that like sells the way time passes enough in the immediate moment. But yes, I thought that it had this weird time quality in both sets of stories, which is odd because like I kept thinking in that in the flashback, like how long is this gallery? You've been at a bar, you went home, you you made love, you're in bed, you're getting out of bed. Like, how long is this thing? And how long are people waiting around for you? And like, how made close love. is this to the... You're such a girl. I just, you know, for that ad, that advertiser say, friendliness, you know, I don't want to say, say too much. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. <laughs> they got busy. They, they had their... They got uh, it on. They had G... Uh, G, I don't know if I should say G day, Vegeta day. Yeah, Vegeta day, G spot day. Whoa, John, um, too, too, too vulgar. Sorry. You're gonna get us demonetized. 
No, a G spot is anywhere Godzilla appears. Duh. But anyway, the way time is compressed uh, is a little funky, and it's and like I and you said during the reaction, and I too yeah, I definitely said it. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that you said stuff in the reaction that you definitely did not say, <laughs> to see if people pick up on it. Uh, no, I really enjoy and I'm fascinated by the aesthetics of people on like icy expeditions and the hardships that those involve. And like, I was just watching. A couple episodes of the show called The Terror, which is all about this doomed Arctic mission, basically. And it's like set in a much earlier time. But like, that's a show that really lets you live in this sort of like, there are overt monster horror elements involved, but half the time you are just like in the the real nastiness of being out here. And there were times where this was flirting with that in ways that I liked, but at the same time, at the end of the episode when he shows up with a freaking helicopter, I, I was a little bit like, oh, you know, I. Yeah, I, I feel like this is like very popcorny in the way that it's conceived because it's like really clipping along and it like has this sense of atmosphere that pervades everything, but it's like not paced atmospherically in that sense, or mm -hmm. like it feels like it needs to move in a way that I get. Like I'm not I'm not upset about it, and I'm like, yeah, you know, we need to kind of be globe trotting and going a bunch of different places, but at the same time for the unique challenges that freezing to death presents, you know, part of me is sort of like, you don't have to go full cannibalism. But on the other hand, I am like, I want to live in the madness that isn't, that is setting in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, I think there is, um, I, I kind of, in all honesty, I feel like the show kind of pulls his punches a little bit. I, I think, that there is an a more interesting show out there about obsession and desperation. You just saw Zodiac. Yeah. And I think there's like a version there that these filmmakers kind of want to tell, but they can't. It feels uh, like they of, can't. It feels like, yeah, it's like they're being restricted from going too all in on any one thing. Yeah. And I yeah. think, I think they want to tell the story about like, uh, people who have become so obsessed with, uncovering the truth of the titans and then watching what it's done to them as people and how it's tarnished their relationships but everything they do is with with that is kind of just like the it's the, very boilerplate yeah like the choices of what they choose to do with them feels boilerplate and then once in a while you get something that feels really rich like with kentaro's mom that felt like very rich, uh, but she's comes, the MVP. <laughs> we talked about the brother and sister like a billion times, so we're going to talk about them. But yeah, I think they're uh, uh, they're kind of bland. And well, uh, and, and the show is all but forgotten. The sister, no, they haven't. I feel like no, she's rising to the occasion. That's John. right. She's best friends with me now. She's like, we're not going to let her die. Yeah, they and, went above and beyond. And and. I do agree. It's, it's. I'm sure it's there in the in the text, and it's in the immediacy of the moment. But this was also a time where I was like, you know, May really is just kind of along for yeah. the journey here to like add some cumbersome stakes. Well, I, I think kicking off with John Goodman flashback at the start of the show is kind of an indicator where I think they wanted to go with this show. Uh, like, yeah, you got the monarch people who are like government corrupt, blah, blah, blah. But then you got like these other people who have given up their whole lives for it. And, and that is kind of what John Goodman's character is like. like. You see what he was like as a young, enthusiastic scientist 
uh, explorer who then became John Goodman. <laughs> you know, we should all be so lucky. Just this like grumpy guy who just hates people. Yeah, it's like, but I want the truth. You know. Yeah, that's all I have now. Yeah, <laughs> I've alienated enough of other people. In my and life. I kind of think that's what they wanted for everybody here is unpacking the truth. And, uh, you know, Kurt Russell's charming as always. Uh, the Mon, the Kaiju was cool. Cool Kaiju. I like, I like the, the visual telling of the Kaiju of how they're like slowly trying to figure out what it attacks and how to, how to, how to maneuver it. I can't, I have a hard time getting on board with creature that is, um, kind of made for the snow and then humans can outrun it. Uh, like shit like and that like really bothers me really easily and, that really yeah. bothers me a lot i'm like you got to know your rules a little bit here you're not on some weird fucking like this is purgatory land <laughs> yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh, totally this isn't a metaphor monster this is a real monster <laughs> yeah. yeah it should be able to wreck all you people yeah yeah like shit like that was kind of bothering me. like i feel like it totally would have caught up with that helicopter yeah, well, and it seems like it, it has some level. It started like going up. It would have just rest. Yeah, the- I feel like it would l- have enough like push yeah. off its legs to lunge at it or pull it in with its suction or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like I liked a lot of that. Um, and I do still think they got away from it. Again, it was just kind of like very baseline. And I, I, I am curious why people love this show. I like the show so far. With occasional scenes that I love, I kind of love the third episode. Sure. Um, I, I, that's the closest I've come to saying like, "Oh, I love that episode." Uh, and, and I think again, you know, intent versus what the actual end product is is very different. And I think, and for me, I'm I'm curious to know why people are so in love with it, you know? Like, does it go above and beyond your typical kaiju show or something in the monsterverse that does explore the humans? Yeah, it does. I think it does go above and beyond, absolutely. Uh, I think they put way more attention to each other than any of the monsterverse movies have done. Uh, at the same time, does it earn, like, great writing po- just because it's better, <laughs> you know? Well, uh, it's... Or does, or does more, like, like unqu- you know what I mean? Like, does, does that, does that mean it is, it is, uh, I, I don't want to sound like I'm talking down to people who love it because I want people to love what they love. I just, I just don't quite get, I'm, I'm not there yet. Uh, well, and I don't see myself fully succumbing to it because I'm like, we're four episodes in which, and I'm really not in love with our main characters and, and I, I love like Kurt Russell and the flashbacks when you're with young White Russell and the scientist girl. Well, this and, episode also just in, in sitting here now, it made me kind of realize like I, I just realized I said I don't like the people of color. Yes. Uh, but I love my white man, Kurt. Yeah, <laughs> so and I, his white son, Wyatt. But I, but I can't stand. Well, the, the writers rest of the cast. need to remember. <laughs> That's how that sounded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Well, this this episode, especially sitting discussing it now, like it, I really did, I think, kind of share your, your enjoyment overall of the third episode and that enthusiasm. And... The third episode, in some ways, is the most meaningfully. Uh, I thought this meandered. Man. Are we on five? This, this is four. This is four. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the last one was the most sort of we spent 
meaningful like development time in the 50s plotline and this had none of the 50s plotline and i feel like that is my favorite plotline easily so much more intriguing and the characters in that one while they're not like because that's when it's like monarch origins yeah, which is really cool, and you get the fun sheen of the period piece stuff, yeah, the, the aesthetic, and and uh, and and like <laughs> the thing is, the three of them, the trio of characters at the center of that, are the closest the show gets to like actually having some interesting characters. Where I'm not sitting here going, "Oh, this is like," and they are archetypical and they are familiar, but but more less so than the present day, where I'm like, "This is like," you know. You open up the box of like, oh, I got to get my wife back or like, oh, you know, <laughs> we got all these kind of tropey character things. And yeah, like when those plot threads seem to all kind of be what the main uh, present day story is kind of riding off of. And it's like, yeah, you have them doing their romantic bickering and stuff like that. And then we see how they met. And yeah, everything is very kind of familiar. And it's weird because Godzilla, like especially the American Godzilla movies are always kind of in this weird push pull of like, how do we do people? And and how much do we do people? And nobody wants like a human, too much of a human drama like it's the 2014 movie. But we don't want it also like annoying and cartoonish the way like things can kind of get in King of the Monsters sometimes. Like, you know, you don't want humans that are unpleasant, but you don't want to feel like that's the main focus well, or something. And like, I feel like they're splitting the difference by being as like kind of generic about it to be agreeable as possible or something. I, yeah, I just think the melodrama r- rings flat. Yeah, it just doesn't feel very like alive whole, or, or very seasoned. The, the whole thing with, like, I'm going to go look for my dad, and I'm going to go off on my own, and you made your own choice. I'm like, damn, I feel like feel like emotionally void at this moment in time yeah it, it, it he's just like go that way and if you succeed yeah. great and we'll go this way and if we succeed great again it's like i recognize intent all the way i do and it's, it's all here it's just when it comes down to its final conclusion of what the final product is it it does ring flat and then when you're not cutting to the origins uh it it does ring a little like the one it's most interesting to me is when you're in the origins of the 50s or I find it more interesting when they're just like cutting to Monarch. Tim, man, I yeah. feel like Tim is going to rise as, yeah. a, as an interesting character pretty soon. Yeah, I'm like, I don't really know what the mystery is th- that I'm supposed to be like intrigued by. And honestly, like, I, I guess J.J. Abrams that there's way. Some, there's something <laughs> there, I guess, I'm supposed that to be intrigued box. by. But, but I enjoy uh, the pulse of whatever is happening there, I think. Yeah. Because I'm at least like going, I want to know what's happening here. When it tickles that part of your mind, it's like, ooh, conspiracy. Like this is yeah. the, the more sort of intriguing down to earth secret side versus the, you know, high scale secret side. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I, th- I do think, uh, yeah, it's okay. Like if you look at that Godzilla 2014, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson. Who uh, who was kind of crapped on for some reason as being like a boring character? Be, yeah, just dour and and, yeah. and and I don't agree with that. I, I really don't. I I kind of agreed with it the first time I saw it, but the second time I watched it years later when I had like time away to where I was able to just accept that hey, Godzilla's not really going to be in this. Is my second time <laughs> watching it. Let me just watch this movie. Like that that whole character makes so much sense to me as this kid 
who like loved his mom and dad and then lost the mom and he thought his dad went like crazy all Sarah Connor on his ass. Yeah. Then he's like, I don't want to be my dad. I'm just going to like toughen up. I'm going to join the military. Come to find out the dad was telling the truth. So it makes sense Super why he right. become this like, like growing up in the in military background, why he would become this insanely internalized serious person. So like the body language of his performance really registered with me. And yeah. I think everyone here has like 20 times more dialogue than uh, <sighs> as like individual characters, 20 times more dialogue than Aaron Taylor Johnson. And it's because and Aaron like Taylor Johnson's wife depth. is why I find her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> no, I'm saying that I, 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 I think is such a much more compelling character who I can get on board with than everyone here who is given exposition, who, who has everything laid out. And I, I don't, I, I, it does bother, especially an episode like this where it's like it's not really about the monsters and it's kind of there. And well, like I don't really, I just I'm like I don't really care. And I think your placement sometimes of when to do your like flashback episode is like it's kind of a weird placement to, to me to do it. <laughs> yeah, and especially to zoom in, taking on your one, foot off the pedal. Yeah, yeah, and I mean like I like uh, Kentaro generally, and I like seeing a window into his character and main all that. But it also seems like okay, we're on episode four, we're changing the format of the flashbacks, and now we're doing this first. And it does feel a little bit like, huh, I wonder why. And I wonder why it wasn't maybe the girl that we were set up to think is the lead who is now, like, status four in all these scenes. Like, uh, sure, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it does sort of... I, I'm waiting to see if maybe the rest of the season will draw a clearer map for that. And and two, I mean, I love... <laughs> I just feel like I'm a, such... Sometimes I feel like I sound like a hypocrite because I'll sit there, I'll sit here with you and I'll go, I want more from them. Yeah. And they give us more, and then I'm like, not doing anything for me. <laughs> well, the thing is, the character, I, I get what you mean, and it's no shade to the actors. It, it just feels, I don't know, there's something that feels like there wasn't enough time or like people were instructed not to go too deep. Because like, I like Kurt Russell. I love Kurt Russell. I love watching Kurt Russell. But here, it pretty much feels like you just plucked fun Kurt Russell and we're like, just have your personality be the heavy lifting for, you know, these scenes in that you're charming and we love you. And I love how he's just having fun. He's just chilling. <laughs> and like, and so it's funny, you know, to me coming into this, like, again, big respect to Wyatt Russell. I really like Wyatt Russell, but I wasn't expecting him to do like the heavier lifting in terms of like, I was like, man, you know, now he's in a position where he's like acting in a way complimentary to his dad. And like, that's going to be hard shoes to fill. And now in, as of, seeing what's happened thus far, I'm sitting here going, Wyatt Russell is, like, d doing so much of the heavy lifting in terms of, like, bringing a character that I feel has, like, a, a big level of commitment, but also, like, feels lived in, even in ways despite whatever dialogue or whatever. Like, there's something about that character and to a degree the characters around him especially the trio there and and when he's dealing with chris uh Heyerdahl and, and and all those people like there's something that feels more alive about those characters than the present day characters and it's, it and something that feels like they were just allowed to go deeper when doing the homework or or you know kind of bringing the life underneath the dialogue out whereas in the present it, i can't tell what it is because again i feel like each time it's it's never really the actors that i'm upset about you know i feel like all these people are capable but it's something about the way that it moves and it and it, and it does like move i feel like pretty quick even though it's good at selling you that it's not rushing in the moment well i think the flashback the the, the monarch origins in the 50s they're 
characters naturally fit for their immediate plot. Whereas I kind of feel like they made up shit (laughs) (laughs) to fill in because they have notes for like, well, we got to give our characters backstory. We got to, how do we, how do we make this more personal? Like you, you could, I kind of get the sense more of the notes that feel one feels very natural yeah. uh, because their development is so intrinsically tied to the advancement of Monarch. Yes. Whereas these guys, it's like this strange daddy issue show. Well, it feels <laughs> you know? like you should be heading toward like a center point in some kind of complimentary way where it's like, yeah, you have the past where they're for learning and, and charting this territory and setting yeah. up the structure to study it and then something kind of dark at the center of that that the people on the current timeline are going to discover that Kurt Russell maybe has to answer in some way for that is going to be both maybe a revelation that's, I don't know, to give it it's some like, level of, of heft or some level of conflict in that, like, oh, man, maybe this went bad, and it seems like something in the past with Monarch wow. is certainly going to go bad. but Well, I think what they are missing, and may, is it in the show, and I'm just not feeling it, is... What was my dad looking for? Well, that's the thing is it feels, yeah, the way it if they if, if they had that, like, as an as an element of, like, you know, it's a, it's another trope, but this is, like, trope show. <laughs> if, 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 if they had that trope and they zeroed in on that a little more, like, what was my dad looking for? What would he uncover about Kaiju or the monster, the Titans? What did he uncover about them? If they, if they had us... Then it then it kind of feels like you can have the development and not take your foot off the pedal, as it, opposed to let's just slow down and show shit of their backstory. Yeah. I feel like it is technically there, but I feel like what they focus mostly on is just Finding dad him. had two families and and he might still be alive. Like yeah. that's kind of it. And like and I liked his presence when he showed up here, but yeah, like I I feel like while it is technically there, it's not really something that they've done a lot to accentuate or focus on yeah what was he searching for what is the thing that drove him out into this and how could maybe kurt russell's experience kind of play off of that and give us some insight into that um because i think there's a way to do a lot of archetypical and what when it's not working you would call like boilerplate kinds of scenarios or characters as long as you have and i think it would be appropriate in a place like this to have those archetypes as long as you've got a lot of flavor going on in the performances and the little details that make the characters beyond just the the broad strokes and i feel like it's oh, taking yeah, totally. it's taking the you know very straightforward familiar story melodrama elements like really seriously in a way that doesn't detract from like the enjoyability of the show in the moment but that does seem like it it's does. missing a sense of fun. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's starting to, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still excited. It's weird. Like, these are really fun reactions, and it's a really fun show to watch. But then when you start to break it down, at least for for us, it does feel like I think we're like the only one. I, I don't know. I really ha- I haven't listened to anyone's videos on this. Yeah, I haven't either. I, I haven't <laughs> listened to anyone's videos, but I see like how the how people react on Twitter, and I see 
uh, the critic score. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I'm just like in this weird camp where I was like, I think it's fine. I, I don't love it, though. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's partly the, the <laughs> treachery of Rotten Tomatoes is that like all those could be sevens or six and a halfs. And it's quite glowing. But like, yeah, from what I've skimmed. I, yeah. it, and it does create this weird dissonance where it's good enough that I'm, again, happy to be here and would love to see it grow beyond this. But it's yeah, it's it's a show where for the amount of like joy people have had over it and just remembering recent times of, you know, the different receptions of the MonsterVerse movies and the up and down journey that that has been. It, it does kind of fascinate me that people are so glowing about this because, you know, it's good enough that I get why it's popular anyway. But yeah, the fact that everyone's like 100 percent, I'm like. This is the moving Godzilla drama that, that you haven't felt like uh, you've gotten in various movies or whatever else. Like at least of the movies, even though the the human characters can be flat, um, you know it's just building I, to the climax of the movie. Yeah, I'm like at least there's like exciting action to you know distract your mind and, and feed your like stimuli. Yeah, whereas yeah. this feels like it would just be an ongoing melodrama. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> you know, it happens to have monsters sometimes, and that like maybe they'll find their dad at some point. And like, but like, the, and like the visuals of the of the of the titans are are really cool. Yes, because it's on a television show, and a lot <laughs> of the times I'm I'm like, well, if I saw this exact visual in a movie theater, <laughs> would I be as impressed? Or would I just be like, I appreciate it? Yeah, would From I actually? From a logical stance, I appreciate it. Would I actually yeah. be what? I, I think yeah, this. But, but I think on TV, you're like, wow, for TV, this is amazing. <laughs> you know? I feel like this, for me, uh, like this could have been the ice episode, you know, or like the Arctic, whatever, wherever they are, Alaska. This could have been the thing. Yeah, this could have been the thing episode or the, the something episode. Whereas, like, you know, this is a pretty good episode four to me. <laughs> but I feel like the setting, the, the, ever, like, all the trappings of this could have been like. I just think coming to the psychosis like a, of the past, that, that was just like, it, it didn't seem like it had anything really to do with the immediate plot. It was just like, they're in the ice and they hallucinate. Well, <laughs> yeah. it seems like the only reason of mentioning the, the fact that all oh, like time and space are sort of weird and funky and different around Kaiju is just to explain away that one loop they do and to kind of bolster the transitions when he's like wandering yeah. around and then the radio brings him out of the flashback and all of a sudden he's inside. Like, But generally, it doesn't yeah. feel like that sense of magic is like, or that, you know, strange sci-fi-ness is, like, truly everywhere here. I can't just you know? turn off my brain and have fun with it. Uh, I can't because I'm so <laughs> distracted by A, potential, and B, weakness. You know, it's like, doing- I, I, I am distracted because the show treats it like it's fucking prestige television. And it's working hard <laughs> enough on certain things to clearly indicate that it wants to do that, but it's also not really paying much mind to certain other things that are essential to actually becoming that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange to watch. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, honestly, this might have been my like least favorite episode of them all. 
in some way, like for for impact again, like the promise of the setting and the kinds of movies you could imagine, just the kinds of situations you could imagine. Yeah. This place are like nice and rich, and so in the moment, I think you're I you're can't. always kind of benefiting of, of the doubt because you're like, oh, maybe some kind of the real set piece is going to give way. But the fact that they outran that kaiju like twice with her legs freezing off that really bothers me. It really does. I'm like, this is kind of bullshit, honestly. <laughs> No. A little bit. Like, they're not just combating like running in the snow. They've also got a mild snowfall they're fighting against that flux- <sighs> apparently fluctuates between storm to snowfall. Yeah, and 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 I, and I just like there's no way there's no way they would have outran this shit. This and is your honest monsters turf. <laughs> I'll give you the beginning. I'll give you the beginning, <laughs> but the give very the end moment, like what? <laughs> No. Yeah. You, no, and it undercuts the threat. It does. It's it's it really annoys me. And that so. whole thing happens pretty fast. Like when he showed up with the helicopter, I was actually kind of disconcerted at first. I was like, "Wait a minute. Who's flying right now?" <laughs> like, how did you Sure, yeah. How did you get here so quick? You know, but yeah. Uh uh yeah. It, it it's it's really fun in the moment and you keep hoping that something else is around the corner and I think that's what the mystery box element does and that's why I'm worried about the JJ Abramsness of this because I think in some ways that's a great tone like I think it's stuff like Lost I'm like that's the kind of tone you want for a monarch show sort of creeping conspiratorial dread uh but also I'm just aware that sometimes those mystery boxes don't have anything in them <laughs> yeah. you know except for it, vibes which are cool but uh yeah I like uh, Kentaro's house. His art show was fun. It's an interesting. <laughs> I guess. An interesting. I don't know. Oh, I, it's 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 not a bad choice, but at the same time, it is one of those. I have so many other questions I shouldn't be having because of stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I didn't, I don't. This is my least favorite of them all. I still like the show. I'm it, so it's, excited it's, for it's, five, it's, yeah. it's done enough good things for me to to like it. Um. But I, I guess I just I'm not over the moon about it. Uh, and that's all that's missing for me is uh, being uh, more enthusiastic. Is all that's sort of missing. Yeah. So intermittent. Um, <laughs> but what do you guys think? Are you in love with it? Are you mad at us? Oh, don't be. Did you mad. make it this far? I'm not reading the comments on this. Oh, you should. All I like is everybody. that woke trash Doctor Who. That's right. Uh the meep. The meep's coming for you, Gene. Your woke ass. Yeah, pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> Screw anybody who uses a pronoun. As if Doctor Who hasn't had very overt cheesy writing countless times. Never. <laughs> they never. ruined Doctor Who. I'm like, there's way worse Doctor Who episodes. I have a out. feeling that this is in a well ingrained <laughs> tradition <laughs> across shows like Doctor uh, Who, Star Trek, various other terrible, things. Terrible, terrible Doctor Who episodes. That was, that was one where I was like, uh, the audience, re- the, the reception of a certain crowd is going to be insanely predictable and i'm also going to be here going <laughs> you guys clearly don't know doctor who because <laughs> you guys clearly tuned in just now <laughs> there is some shittier episodes for sure <laughs> yeah and some with thinner veiled attempts you at just, uh you, you know. know there's channels out there who are like they talked about trans people and they and, acknowledged and, the existence and pro- of pronouns and they they were on the nose about it Oh, I need to pretend to be mad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is really taking away from my ability to thrive as a human being right now. I need to pretend to be mad 
so that way I could get my views. This <laughs> is about me, and it is distressing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I need this fixed. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. You knew it was coming. Yeah. As long as Godzilla doesn't get woke, you know. Somehow there's they managed to slip to some Asian leads and a black lead in here, too. It is cool yeah. to see um, Asian people in a... In a sh- I don't know if they're actually Japanese. Um, so it is cool to see Asian people um, as the leads of a show about... In the Godzilla universe. a show universe. that seems... I mean... But clearly... Uh, seems to only care to make writer. maybe one of them the lead at a time. <laughs> Caucasian creators behind the show definitely really... <laughs> Do the better job writing Caucasian characters, oh, <laughs> and yeah. they don't even need to like lean on. I appreciate the effort though. Like, hey, he actually speaks Japanese, and there's like a cultural thing going on with the girl. And, I would love if this was and, like uh, really yeah. bi like, cultural that way. They don't need to make it about the culture, but I appreciate the intent. Yeah. To, to to anyway, look, I'm I'm done, Don. I'm I'm, we're, we're, I'm over this. We've, I'm we've over spilled all the ink that needs yeah. to be spilled, and uh, yeah, we keep and, talking. We're and I, and I got my Doctor Who rant out. Yes, yeah. Like I'm not diving into these comments. I'm going to embrace the fun. <laughs> yeah. Sure, because if you're upset about Doctor Who, you should probably go examine some other things about your life. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're really that mad about it. Oh, I was like, I'll give you. It's overt and on the nose, and I'm you know, like, and they've done that with many, many a topic. Other topics. <laughs> yeah, yeah not that's Doctor Who yeah. for you. Oh, what a, a resolve that needs to get a couple themes out Subtlety real quick. Is not the Never. name of Doctor. <laughs> Not one, name one other time. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Ambiguous ending sometimes, <laughs> but no. subtlety. I would not be like that's Doctor Who for you. <laughs> <laughs> Open to subtle interpretation. There. I don't know what this episode was trying to say allegorically. The speaking. reason the, the reason Doctor Who has episodes that truly stand out, like Midnight, like Midnight, like Blink. Oh, um. Like the Capaldi episode where he's in the time uh, chest or whatever. Prison. Yeah, the prison, yeah. yeah. Is because those are few and far between. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. There is a, a steady contrast. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. There's some a of reason. The heaviest they, episodes bolster re- some of the most impactful. There's episodes. a reason those episodes are huge because they're, <laughs> they're not as common. <laughs> True. And you gotta, and that's part of a you, of an you ecosystem. Some common sense, guys. Why do you think they stand out? Why do you? Why do you think they stand out? Because the rest of the time, there's, so the a, the time there's a wide bang, range bang, bang, of tones let's and, be and super exposition about it. Yeah, yeah, let's get madcap and let's just throw a bunch of shit at you and let's wrap it up real fast because we don't actually have enough time to do all this. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just tell everybody what the point is and get oh, out of here. Jesus, guys. Jesus, that fucking acting like oh god, so annoying. Yeah, I don't know. At that point, in some oh, ways, no. I'm like, I go on the nose because the people who are going to get bent out of shape about this. If you go, it's, you it's go almost... subtler on the nose, you're going to get the same reaction. Yeah, or you'll get people. That's why I like something for the wrong reasons. I liked it because I could tell this is not the greatest writing, <laughs> <And> <laughs> but I... they are 
so gung-ho about it in the most overt way that I'm like, hey, man, you're embracing it and you're doing it with a giant smile on your this face. This seems so almost I- intentional, the way that you have made totally, this point blank straightforward. Totally. Because I think you want to, to upset and rile totally. the people who are going to be ignorant. You're like, this. weed yeah. them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And hey, like, let's... It is. I totally- mean, big respect to a broad display of acceptance because, again, in the yes. community that that is for, I... I can but imagine being overjoyed. Th- there are people who who are completely for the message, but don't like the way it was written. And I was kind of in the middle there of like, hey, there are parts about this writing that I'm like, I do not think this was well. That moment was well written. Um, <laughs> but there are. But I'm talking specifically to the camp that's like, ah, ruined by Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the camp. Doctor woke. That's what I'm talking about. Because yeah. I'm like, this show has been so fucking woke. I don't care what anyone says. You know, that's half the point. I'm sure the second like, fucking Black Martha Jones shows yeah, up in that room, yeah, or, yeah. Like, or lesbian what? Bill. What? Like, come on, what? Jesus. <laughs> Doctor no, at one point has like a no. whole coterie of like lesbians we're, we're helping him out. We're <laughs> for that and i'm sure that existed yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 um and then people forget that that's half of what a lot of sci-fi is for is just for giving us metaphors yes. to help people better swallow just basic tolerance <laughs> anyway but uh yeah leave us your thoughts on monarch. monarch episode four and see what you guys thought of the woke. Mm-hmm.